A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. True Hauntings is a frightfully good production. The Golden Fleece has seen many a man and woman raise their tankard filled with ale or cider since the 1500s. This old inn sits squashed between buildings in the heart of York in England, and it is said to be the most haunted public house in the city. Wonky floors, tipping tables, creaking seats, and an air of mystery makes a visit to this place something that you must do when you visit York. Plus, it is literally across the road at the start of the Shambles, a street that looks like it is locked in time, having refused to change since the 16th century. The Golden Fleece has a history of hauntings. People who live and work in the Golden Fleece have some hair-raising tales to tell. In fact, several of them have described how their hair was pulled as if by invisible hands, how they have seen dark shadows appearing behind the bar, and the skull of a hanged witch perched in the main seating area doesn't help the staff feel calm at the best of times. From bodies stored in the cellar, To deaths in the rooms and a skeleton in the bar, this place is certainly filled with spirits. Hi, I'm Renata. And I'm Anne. We have visited the Golden Fleece and we can tell you that it's a place worth including in any trip to York. The food is great, but the atmosphere is too die for. So let's explore the ghostly tales of this old inn and see who is still haunting this place after 500 years. Anne and Renata have been investigating paranormal occurrences for the past 20 years. They have been at the center of various unexplained phenomena and have witnessed countless ghostly experiences. The duo now turn to high-profile cases that have attracted the eyes of the world. Between the dimensions we see and the dimensions we don't, supernatural forces are at play. Evil lurks within the shadows of our homes and in the darkest corners of our minds. It follows us like a shadow, forever. This is where nightmares become reality. This is True Hauntings. 
Hi, Anne, and welcome back to the studio this week. Oh, thank you, Renata. I wasn't sure whether I was going to make it or not. After oh, look, a... with you, it's another week and another trauma, isn't I know. it? I know. I'm just over stop. it. Just I am... stop. But now at least I think I've worked out why I have not recovered from the cruise, apart from the, the Rona and the uh, infected sinuses. Oh. It turns out that I had an infected wisdom tooth My on goodness. top of it, which I got pulled yesterday mm. so I'm a little bit today yep. but I'm here and yes. um, I'm not I'm not smiling a great deal but I am happy to be here and happy to chat to you but I'm even more excited about something else yes we've had an actual company reach out for us to try their product oh yes and yes. Give, they want us to give a really honest review and you know you Guys, we are honest, as honest as you can be. Uh, and it's actually something that I've been quite passionate about for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, as you know, we both suffer from squirrel brain. There is no doubt about that whatsoever. And we know a lot of you guys suffer from squirrel brain too. It's really hard to concentrate, get tired really quickly. Oh, God, and you and, forget things. And the brain fog. Yes. Brain fog. Even, yeah, it's just, anyway, sometimes we'll drink extra cups of coffee to help us get through. Sometimes. Mm, just I, extra. I, <laughs> I think I've I, got coffee in my my, my um, blood circulation. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you do too. And I noticed you even pulled up a couple of energy drinks a few weeks back yes. to keep you going. Yes. I was a bit shocked to see that. Yeah. But... We've had a company called Magic Mind who has reached out to us to try their nootropic energy shot. Yes. Uh, I was so excited when this company reached out to us and went, would you like to try this? Because I thought this is perfect, absolutely perfect to lift this brain fog and fatigue. And we were getting to a point where we were just getting so tired. So it's like this magical thing that happened uh, when Magic Mind turned up and said, would you like to try this and give a review? I was really keen to try it, really keen. Absolutely. I was so excited. I said, can can we just get a bucket load of it so we can bathe in it? Because I think we really need it. I think we need to hook it up to a drip. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> yeah. But we did receive it and we've been uh, having our shot every morning for the last couple of days. So have I know I've noticed a difference. Have you noticed a difference, Anne? Yeah, I have. Now, when we say shot, it's actually like a, a little um, bottle of juice. Mm-hmm. And I was worried at first because I thought, ooh. Matcha. It's, it's green. It's green. It's got this matcha tea and I thought it's going to be foul. But it's not. No. I mean, I can't say it is something that I would go and get a glass of and drink the whole thing. But the little shot itself is quite nice. Yep. It's, yep. It's Nice is the word I can use to describe it quite happily. Now, I've, as I said, only been using it for three or four days. Um, and I have noticed uh, that after about 20, 30 minutes, um, my brain pattern seems to change a little bit. Like in the morning, you get there and you're tired and going, oh, my God, I've got so much to do. I'm just going to sit here for a bit longer. Mm-hmm. I'll make another coffee. But after taking the shot... I all of a sudden notice that I start to think about the things I've got to do that day and I start to plan in my head how I'm going to attack them. Whereas before I'd just get overwhelmed mm. and I'd just go, I don't know how I'm going to tackle all of this. And then I'd dither. Yep. But I'm planning in my head how I'm going to do it. And then I'm actually motivated to get up and go and do it. Yeah. So what about you? What did you notice? Yeah. Well, as Anne said before, we <laughs> these things are really 
quite dodgy in that, you know, people will send you stuff. Oh, well, this is the first time anyone yeah. sent us stuff. Yeah. But I'm assuming that people send you stuff and they want their your honest opinion. What if you don't like the thing? What yeah. are you going to do then? I actually found I was super keen to start using it. Um, they do say put it in the fridge so it's nice and cold. And, oh, it just... I found that I really look forward to it. It's like having that shot of real food that seems to be super activated. Because it's all natural. Yeah. And uh, I'm I'm really liking it. It's got that sweetness, that little dash of sweetness in it. So if you're afraid of any sort of, you know, drinking something that's got matcha in it and Look, believe me, I was. I thought this is going to be. This is going to taste like chalk, drinking grass. Um, then, and we've. Oh, remember the wheatgrass craze? Mm-hmm. Oh God, mm-hmm. that was, it was just foul. horrible. It was like going munching on it. No, I'm not going to say that because it's going to come out really wrong. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this this actually tastes nice. It doesn't have an aftertaste. Um, it tastes clean, and um, I'm a bit like you. After about twenty or thirty mir- minutes, I get clarity so that I can focus on what it is that I need to do because mornings are my absolute worst time I'm I'm really a night person mornings are terrible I just try and avoid them actually I try and sleep through them but um, you know when I do need to get up and get focused and work um, this is what I have trouble with and I've actually found that this works even after a couple of days yeah. I've found a difference. Yeah, they say it takes around about five to seven days for the true effect to kick in so we will report back next week how we feel but just so you guys know we are not being paid to do this we do not receive a cent they just want our honest opinion um, now if you want to check out Magic Mind yourself go to magicmind.co that's .co uh, and they've even given us a discount to offer you people if you would like to try it yourself it's True Hauntings and you get 40% off that's, that's, that's pretty good that's very generous. That's awesome. That's all, yeah. yeah. That's almost um, half price. I'd be going for the the biggest pack I could get yep. for that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but look, we will. Um, as I said, I've just had mine not long ago, so I'm going to report back uh, further on in the show, maybe before we do the ghost stories, to let you know how I'm feeling after mm. my shot today. Yeah, I had mine before I came because yeah, I yeah, just you needed, needed to drive here. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's get on with the show. Yep. Staying at a haunted inn was just too good of an opportunity for me to pass up, so after having dinner and a pint in the pub, I made a reservation for the following night. That night, I stayed at a hostel in a dormitory room that was not haunted, except for all the all-too-real presence of foot odour. That night, I had a dream about staying at the Golden Fleece. I dreamt on the walls of the room the silhouette of two sisters appeared. Then the white curtains began to blow softly through the window, even though it was closed. I drew near the curtains. I realised I was dreaming because under normal circumstances I would have been out the door or window, whichever was quicker. One of the curtains suddenly shot forward as though propelled by an invisible hand and a light gust of wind blew on my face, which did not come from the window. I thought I heard definite whispers. I awoke back in my hostel bed with a start, only the lingering presence of body odour accompanied by some gentle snoring disturbed the otherwise tranquil setting. 
However, I was in a bit of a fright and began to have reservations about my reservation. It's not that I necessarily believe in ghosts, but I can't help but worry that they might believe in me. In the light of day, or even at night, as long as there is someone else with me, my attitude is, bring it on, hoary hordes. But at night, when I'm all by myself, the depths of my courage wouldn't drown a flea. My courage returned with the coming daylight, and I was determined not to be deterred. Later that evening, I spoke with some of the staff. Some of them had never experienced anything because they mainly just worked at the pub and had more to worry about from the drunken patrons and teens with fake IDs saying they were 35. However, they reported that in the past, they have had frightened guests flee in the middle of the night, leaving the keys on the bar. I was worried. I paid a hefty £45 for my room, so my frugal side was in conflict with my cowardly side. I thought I'd be damned if some ghost was going to scare me out of my 45 quid room. If it was 10 or 20, I'd be out of their first sign of a reddish tint on the walls. At £45, it would have to take a few walls turning red with blood, a dozen bloody spectral severed heads popping up and a vampire or two to make me flee without getting a refund. The room was spacious with old wooden furniture, a large four-poster bed and a door with some deliciously hideous creaks to it. It looked perfect for a proper haunting. The night passed slowly but I was able to get to sleep with the aid of a few choice ales. Sometime during the night, I woke up suddenly. I heard voices. But then I remembered I'd left the TV on all night, or rather I should say I strategically left the TV on all night. I was determined not to be put out by any strange noises that my possibly ghostly antagonist might use against me, so the TV served as an audio buffer against such an assault. As the night wore on, I awoke again with a, a strange sensation. Something was touching my face. It was my glasses. I had fallen asleep with them on. I took them off and slept soundly the rest of the night, though I left the bedside lamp on, just in case. In the morning, at breakfast, I encountered the most unholiest of abominations that turned the very blood in my veins to ice, while my mind screamed soundlessly in abject horror. They served baked beans with breakfast. Now, don't get me wrong, I like baked beans, but as an American, baked beans in my mind are for lunch or dinner only. They simply do not belong to the breakfast club. While I do feel now in the comforting rays of the sunlight some slight disappointment that I did not encounter a haunting, which would have proven in my mind the existence of such things, I realise that some things are best left undisturbed when one is alone and in the dark. Perhaps I will return someday, preferably with some company, to face those ghostly inhabitants with unwilting courage and learn more about one of life's most enduring mysteries. Why do the British eat baked beans for breakfast?
Owen, I adored that soundscape and I'm sorry I had to make you read that a couple of times and eventually I had to leave. Yeah. Because I was laughing too much. Yeah. She got in trouble. I had to banish her from the room. <laughs> uh, but that was from a word, a, a blog by uh, Samurai Dave, which he was just, it was so delightful. I had to read it. So um, thank you, Samurai Dave, for that. Awesome, uh, awesome yeah. recounting of your stay. Yeah, I, I was imagining all of those things um, as you were talking about it, except for the last bit because I didn't hear it because you sent me out of the room. Yeah, I did. So she didn't hear about the baked beans. <laughs> no. I don't think she would have coped with that one. Oh, dear. But uh, this is a place we've been to. Oh, yes. York is one of my favourite, favourite places and the shambles is just... Oh, uh, the last time we were there, I actually sent you all away and I said, I'm just going for a little walk in my own time and um, just spending time wandering that's in, what and friends the, do. in and out of the shops <laughs> and just just like drinking in the atmosphere. Yeah. And uh, even when you go there at night and you see those leaning, the leaning houses as they kind of, they almost touch up the top, the shambles just becomes this little insular um, roadway, this this walkway. Well, explain can... what the shambles are, because some people might not know what they are. Okay, so the shambles is a a portion of the old city uh, that remains as untouched, I guess, as possible. And uh, there are shop owners on the left and the right hand side. So there's a myriad of different shops and stores, so you can go in and make your purchases but it looks like you have just walked into the 16th century yeah so this is houses that were built in the 1500s so just wrap your mind around that for a second 500 years old yeah and they they what they do is they add on top mm-hmm. so that the, the the buildings become a little bit taller, a little bit wonkier. Uh, none of the walls sort of match, um, and they they tend to kind of ease into the middle, so that at some point you you know you, you can get two houses uh, on either side of the street that I, I are wonder, almost touching each other. I wonder how they actually allow it still to be because they are on such a lean. If you go, well, we'll get Emmy to pop some photos up of the shambles to show you. We'll just pop how, our own well, photos yeah, well, up. That's right. We've got. I've actually made a canvas of one of us, um, or the, both of us in the shambles. Yes. And it's up on my wall. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I'll have to pop some of those up so you can see them. But it truly was a magical place. And I was actually going to throw open the idea to you that we might be able to go to York again when we go over there and eight and a bit weeks because mm-hmm. um, we've got a few extra nights now that we, mm. we're a little bit at a loss and we might be able oh, to stay twist my arm. at the Golden Fleece. Oh, yes. Yes, mm. absolutely. We'll have to see if we can make it fit because mm-hmm. it is a fair way up. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, we, we need some more haunted locations to stay at. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Now, the one thing that I have not done is stay at the Golden Fleece. There you go. Uh, I think we wanted to the last time we were there, but... There was um, three of us and we couldn't get the three of us into that room. Yeah, yeah. But it's... It's only, only tiny. There's only four rooms there's there. There's only four rooms, but I had a quick look and they were 115 to 130 pound a night. Yes, so I, that was funny <laughs> when you mentioned 45 pounds and I thought, wow, I wish. Yeah, not anymore. <laughs> so if you'd like to become our Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Wow. Mm, yes, things have changed. 
Okay, so let me find my information for you. And have a cough at you. My so, cough is finally settling down at last after how long? Yeah. A month? <laughs> yes. But that's all right. Yeah. So there isn't much information when it comes to uh, the golden fleece itself. And when you look at it um, from the street, it is a it looks like a very tiny little building that is kind of just stuck in between two bigger buildings. And you've got it. You've got to remember that you're talking about a, a city that grew up hodgepodge. It, it kind of really wasn't the design of we're going to make all of these buildings. Well, there's look no city really planning, nice is there, in the know, 1500s? Yes. <laughs> so it's it is on a sort of a major thoroughfare, and it does sit literally across the road from where the shamble starts from one end. So it 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 is perfect to put on your bucket list when you go and see York, especially if you're interested in things that are quirky, because this place is as quirky as all hell. Yep. If, Isn't if, there even a little ghost shop where they had made little ceramic ghost figurines? Yes, yes when I've we were got there them. Last time? I have got them. Yeah. I will put pictures up of that as well. And we had dinner there, and that there was Yorkshire puddings. Oh, yes. And my Yorkshire pudding was better than theirs. <laughs> Don't tell them that. <laughs> but you walk in. I oh know I haven't started the history yet. But you oh, no. walk in. You walk in, and there's atmosphere already. There's tons of people sitting around. There's food everywhere. Everyone's got an ale. Um, you're kind of squishing your way through places, hoping beyond hope that there is a little corner of this place that you can sit down and just be there. Just just let me sit anywhere. I don't care. Yeah, we splurged to have dinner there just so that we could be in the shambles and have a meal. Now, the time I was there before you... Oh, yes, with your other travel buddy. With Gail. Hello, Gail. We managed to get a little seat um, in a side bit of the front end <laughs> oh, of, side bit. of the Golden Fleece. And nothing sat flat. So the chairs wobbled under your backside. The table wobbled and had such a lean that you couldn't put your glasses on the table and they stayed there. (laughs) You had to actually hold your glass. And then there was an issue when the food came because you couldn't hold the glass, hold the plate and hold the fork (laughs) at the same time. (laughs) And this all just added to the gloriousness of this place. Yep, it's just... Just crazy. And, of course, all around the place you've got photographs on the walls um, of uh, different stories, different eras um, of, you know, what it looked like. Um, there is the famous uh, skull of the witch oh, yes. that, that sits in a corner. And uh, we've got a photo of that as well. I thought it was real until I have now found out that it's a fake. And I understand why yeah, it's a fake. Yeah, thank you for that. I was going to reveal that. Oh, but, sorry. Um, everyone, <laughs> just so you know that the uh, skull that is in there is a replica. Yeah. And, um, yes, there is a story about that, which I'm going to leave you to tell because I'm sure that I don't want to steal your stories. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. So... As I said, there's not much that is known. I was quite surprised. I thought that there would be a lot more history of the Golden Fleece, but there's not. Um, well, I suppose it's just another pub. Mm. How many pubs are there in England that are haunted? Oh, and how many places in, in York itself? It's every corner. Every yeah. corner. We stayed in a, a haunted inn, a, a haunted... Um, now what, what's it was it an old pub, I think. 
Uh, I can't remember what the name of it was, but we actually had a paranormal experience in there. Or you did. It's uh, about a street, a street away. Yeah, so you had to walk down away from the shambles across a little river. Yes. And it it literally was a block. Yeah, that was fabulous. Oh, God, it was fabulous. It It was was absolutely fabulous. And um, on the other side of the street, there was another. Oh, the butcher's shop a, or something. Com- no, there was another accommodation which had a blaring sign that said "Most Haunted Accommodation in York." Ooh. Remember, they had a ghost, allegedly yes, a ghost that's in right. it. Yeah. So we need to stay there wherever All that right. is. Well, we'll do um, two nights. I can't remember. It, I can't remember my experience from. It was to do with your, the jug, the kettle that you're boiling. You don't remember? No. It just all of a sudden started moving across the table by itself. You don't remember that? No, I don't. She must have made it up. <laughs> no, you, you said to us that, because um, it was one of those, um, it has the cord and everything, but it, the cord wasn't tangled so that it would have pushed it or anything. You hadn't had a cup of coffee. Um, I think it was just that it just all of a sudden started to move and you sat there and watched it move. Mm. Well, oh, I, I believe you. I can't remember. That was a very but... profound experience, obviously. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I just remember all three of us packing into that. It was a huge room, oh, it actually. Was. Yeah. An absolutely huge room. And we had the uh, Jag parked out the back. Yes. Remember they gave us the Jag? Mm. We we were like, they, they've pointed to this Jaguar, um, what was it, a pass? It's like an um, SUV. Yeah, yeah. It was a, a big SUV and they've gone, oh, would it be okay? We don't have that class of car available that you booked, but <laughs> will you be okay with the pace? And I've looked at it and gone, uh yeah, <laughs> it was brand new. And I got in the car and I looked, the dashboard all lit up and I went, this is like an aeroplane. I've actually got no idea how to even start the car. Mm, it, yes. it, and it, it did everything by itself. It would stay in its lane. It wouldn't get you too, car, too close to the car in front of you. And it, it had seat warmers. It had everything. I wanted one badly. <sighs> yes, for a, for a split second, we felt quite... Yes. Effluent. Nouveau, nouveau, <laughs> nouveau riche. All right, get, get on with the history. Okay. So the Golden Fleece is an inn in York in England. Oh, how many inns can you get in one sentence? Oh, look, and you know, I spent probably about two days researching a different Golden Fleece. <laughs> Oh, no, <laughs> in York, and oh. I'm looking at the pictures, and for a moment I thought, "Oh, someone's taken over this place." <laughs> oh, they're, really, they've really? renovated it. It's beautiful. <laughs> they're really renovated. Wow. <laughs> and I'm looking at the car. I'm pretty sure that's not the same one, Renata. <laughs> oh. oh dear. <laughs> It's been a bad week. <laughs> but anyway. You may need a double shot of magic mind. I don't know. <laughs> so we do have the right golden fleece in York. Yeah. Yeah. And um, it literally, it's tiny, really. It's tiny, but it's yeah. long. It's yeah, long. Yeah. So but people will look at it from the front and go, oh, it's only really small, but it's actually quite long. Like my house, actually. I've got a gun barrel house. So from the front, it looks tiny. It's one room with a, a, a corridor. And you think, oh, how can you get the whole family in there? But the rooms are massive. Mm-hmm. So it's got a pub on the ground floor and only four guest rooms upstairs. 
Um, and um, they have been slightly renovated over the years, but not as renovated as the other place. <laughs> the other place that I was looking at that looked very schmick. Uh, it dates back to at least the early 16th century and claims to be the most haunted public house in York. Mm, I know I haven't been to any of the other public houses um, per se. So, uh, yeah, we'd, we'd have to check them all out. <laughs> now, the, the inn was mentioned in the York City archives uh, which probably was like a census thing and uh, it they the first mention of that is around 1503 so again get your head around the fact that it's over 500 years old wowzers uh, so you could have walked into that pub in 1503 and Australia as far as people knew did not even exist no. <laughs> Not there. Isn't that crazy? Oh, look, for some people, they still don't think it exists. So there <laughs> you go. Right. That's right. We're all faking this accent. <laughs> and it's really hard to fake this accent. <laughs> now, the backyard of the inn is named Lady Peckett's Yard. And that is after Alice. After their main chook? Yeah, Alice Peckett. Peckett. No. Alice Peckett, who was the wife of John Peckett, uh, who owned the premises. And he was also Lord Mayor of York in 1702. Uh, the inn has probably had a thousand rebuilds and a thousand additions and such over the 500 years. But one of the major rebuilds was in the 19th century. And then in 1983, it was designated as a Grade 2 listed building by the English Heritage. It was made special. Yes. You've got to keep this place in perfect condition. You're not allowed to change anything about it. And we're not going to give you any money or breaks to help you do that. Yes. Hmm. Now, the hotel, it does definitely look its age. If you, you kind of don't, when you go into places like this, you don't look too hard at the corners and the nooks and crannies because mm. you will find things that probably scare you. And uh, you, you kind of don't. It's part of the, the aura of going into places like this. And for ghost hunters, for people like us, yeah. it. It's it's one of those places where you, you actually squee with delight. Yeah. You go, we need your so glad to be Because it's old. Everything is old. And especially coming from Australia where things are, you know, as... as relatively well, new compared to, yes. like, we're talking white European history. Yes. It's yeah. relatively new. Relatively new. That's right. Uh, everything is just so exciting. Well, to, I remember the ancient, ancient Ram Inn, which was from the 1100s. Mm-hmm. And that's almost... Almost a thousand years ago now. I know. And that's, I can't even wrap my head around it. If we've got something from the 1700s here, it's ancient. Oh, and they want to tear it down yeah. to put All up a time. box. Hmm. Yep. So it's believed that it was once owned by members of the Merchant Adventurers Guild. Oh, that sounds Ooh, like very nice. fun. Uh, and they traded in fleeces and wool. And that's why Hence. there is a golden fleece hanging at the entrance door. And so it's you, nothing to do with Jason? No, you will see it at the entrance door as you walk in. Uh, there are signs everywhere also that it's one of the most haunted inns in York. Um, and you know, they're very good with their advertising, actually. Uh, it's been an inn since 1656, although officially... The first license was um, given to it in 1668. Mm-hmm. And uh, as mentioned before, uh, Alice Peckett and John Peckett owned it in the 1700s. And you probably um, will tell a story about Alice yep. uh, as being... No, as, don't, don't, as, don't, as don't, kind don't. of... Yep. 
Let's jump. Oh. Yep. yep, yep. All right. <laughs> um, from there, it's literally a few minutes walk to the Shambles, and you also get a great view of the York Minster. And if you don't know what the York Minster is, it's this massive cathedral. That oh, that sits. makes sense for one of the rooms now that I mentioned. Mm. Thank you. Uh, it sits at the um, back of all the shop areas there, um, and it is amazing. It's amazing. Um, it's big. Yes. And I've big got a, Minster. I've got a piece of it. What? Because there was a uh, great fire that occurred there. At yeah. some point in time, and um, they collected all of the wooden timber yeah. that was part of the fire. Yeah, um, and you could buy a piece. Oh, I like that because I get upset when people take, like, if they go to the pyramids, they'll go and yeah, you know, get a little bit of stone or something from the pyramid and say, "I've got a piece of the stone of the pyramid of Giza," and if everyone goes and does that there's going yes. to be nothing left of it but you've actually taken a well not taken you've purchased yes. a sanctioned piece yes. of it yes which then helped for the rebuild absolutely it'd be like if they did that for notre dame yes absolutely that's that's actually really clever mm. uh as mentioned before uh, there's a big pub that sits and uh, wraps around the bottom uh with oh, sort don't of we a, love that <laughs> an area at the front where you can all oh, drink. Don't talk. We're going to get um, in trouble if you talk about the area at the front after wrapping around the bottom. <laughs> oh, I know. Oh, I think the, the magic mind's just kicked in. <laughs> and um, around the back is sort of the eating area where we had that fabulous meal that we had there. Fish and chips? Fish and chips. Oh, you love your fish, don't you, Renata? No, I hate it. <laughs> My husband had a big fish meal last night. And it was the smell went through the house. I don't like fish. I'll occasionally eat some battered fish or um, some. It's got to be covered in batter. I know that's not keto, but um, it's got to be covered. And it just stinks. The the whole house stank of this fish for twenty four hours. Thank you. Sorry, man. I've just squirrelled. Mm, yes. Now the place actually sits on timber foundations which means that that gives it that real wonky character. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. 
real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juvederm.com. I wonder whether at any point in time they're going to change that because that, that, that yeah. would rot, wouldn't it? Mm, that's very interesting. Now, at the beginning of, uh, oh, what year was it? Um, so can you remember what year uh, it is yeah, or you no, lost but it? Honestly, it's just a few years ago. It was well and truly before COVID, but really just a few years ago. Don't say that word. We Someone... get censored. Oh, okay. Lacona. All right. Uh, the Golden Fleece appeared in all of the newspapers because someone stole the skull that was sitting in a wooden cabinet yeah. in the front area. Elizabeth. And this was the, the skull of Elizabeth Johnson, uh, who... Uh, was sentenced to death by hanging on August the 23rd in the 1800s, in 1800, because she was found guilty of a fraud uh, of the Bank of England and she forged a one-pound bank note. That probably would have been a lot of money back then. Apparently it's worth about $86. Yes, yes. Uh, so uh, she was hanged on August the 23rd and... Uh, probably left hanging for a while and then they took whatever remnants of her were down and they uh, kept the skull. Yep. And probably they kept the skull as a form of, um, you know, making sure that other people don't do this. Just a reminder Just to a all reminder. you naughty people out there who want to go and forge banknotes. Yeah, I wonder if she even happened. I wonder if she even was a witch or not. Well, that's you referred to her as a witch. Well, they have that on the on the um, cabinet itself. So she wasn't a witch, she was a forger. Why yeah. did they? Anyway. So she was actually executed at a place called Knavesmire, which is about two miles from uh, the Golden Fleece. And, um, yeah, they have this little cabinet there. I don't know when it was placed there, so I don't know the back history of when the cabinet went in with the skull. I know we've seen it. I know we I have. dashed back in to take a photograph of it yes. because I really wanted it. And as I mentioned before, I did not know that it was a replica, but I, I understand don't think many why. people do. Yeah, I, it's it's health and safety. You I was can't, wondering that, you know. You when, can't have it in there because of health and safety. I was wondering when we were there and they were saying that it's the skull of a person. I'm thinking, how can they have a human skull just sitting there? Um, it, it just 
I don't know. It seems to go against the the normal traditions of these but English people it, to oh. have something like that sitting there where people can touch it. Yeah. I have no idea how someone could have stolen it because that place is really full from um, opening to closing. Yeah. So it must have been it must have been an inside job. Oh, it's an inside job. Maybe they did it to get some publicity. Maybe no, they that did. was just an. Uh, I'm not saying that's what happened. I'm just having a. a a Shot moment. in the dark. There. Yes, it was returned. <laughs> in the end, it was returned, and uh, it's sitting there now, uh, gleefully staring, <laughs> staring at uh, all the people that buy their cider. Uh, there is also another fake skeleton that sits at the bar. Yes, all the time. His name is Saul, and I think he turns up every so often in different places. Yeah. But if you go to their Facebook page, Saul gets um, a photo a selfie all the time um and he was pretty cute a bit like elf on a shelf really yeah, we, we we saw him while we were there as well but that's kind of it i can't tell you anything more because oh the only thing i did find i did find one more thing that in um the year 2000 they actually uncovered a uh, bathroom that was 200 years old. Oh, I hope somebody flushed. Mm, yes, so that's really interesting. And they say that there's another story about a ghost that I'm not going to mention because I'm going Unless to I don't. You, unless, um, <laughs> because that's your bit. Yep. But there's a place uh, downstairs around the bar that has a bit of a false ceiling. Mm-hmm. And apparently there is a hook there. That's all. That's I'm all I'm going to say. That's all I'm now. going to say. That's all I'm going to say. But rolling just my eyes. but so th- there's things I think still to be uncovered in that place. Yeah. Would I want to stay there overnight? Hell yes. Bloody oath, yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Give me a room. I want to stay. I want to stay, even if we have to share bathrooms and toilets. I want to oh, stay. Oh wow! Now that's really going all out. There. <laughs> I know. I know. Really going all out there. Now, before I go into the ghost stories, as I mentioned, I, I don't know if you can hear the change in my voice and that I've picked up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I think my magic mind has kicked in. You know, my bloody husband, he, he I'm sure he would have been a doctor if he'd given the opportunity. Uh, he likes to research everything. And he has been actually trying to get me to take this stuff called ashwagandha. And I know you've been ripping me off about it mm-hmm. um, for ages. And it turns out, and I've got the royal seal of approval from Roman for this magic mind stuff. Oh, really? Yes, yes. Really? Because he's looked at the list of ingredients and has said he approves. It's got things in it like the matcha green tea, mm-hmm. agave, uh, bacopa monieri, lion's mane mushrooms, turmeric. Oh, here we go. Phosphati. Died, Lysarine, vitamin C, cordyceps, mushroom. My jaw's now hurting. Keep going. Echinacea, vitamin D3, ashwagandha, rhodiola rosei, vitamin B complex and chlorine. It's not chlorine. <laughs> Choline. <laughs> Good God. Do not be drinking chlorine, peoples. Oh. <laughs> 
And now we're going to ruin any chance of any sort of sponsorship from Magic Mind. But look, no, seriously, a lot of this stuff has um, been researched by my husband and he was trying to get me to take supplements. And I really do hate taking pills. That little shot was so much easier. It is so much easier. And I sort of, I can't wait to see what it's, what I'm going to feel like after taking it for a week. Yeah. I'm actually excited. Yeah. Like I said, it give it's given me clarity and it's made me just sort of settle down a little bit so that I can focus on what I need to, especially in the mornings after I've taken it. So um, I am going to use that 40% off that we're getting by uh, mentioning True Hauntings on the um, uh, order, yep. order form, 40% off. Yep. And just mention true hauntings, and I, I'm actually going to get an uh, at least one more. Dose I'm going to get a month's supply. Yeah, I'm going to get a supply and see. Because I just figured because it, they are actually giving us forty percent off, I'm going oh, to yeah. go for the biggest pack I can. Um, yeah, so. Uh, we will report back again next week and let you know how we go. Don't forget, if you want to get 40% off, and as I said, we're getting no kickbacks, we're getting nothing out of this. Um, it's just something we've been asked to try. Just pop in True Hauntings into the code and you will get it off. And let us know how you feel with it too. We'd love to know your experience with it. Um, but in the meantime, we need to get back onto the ghost stories. Now, I've I've gone through a few um, resources to try and find the best information I can for you mm-hmm. uh, and I've made some summaries to tell you about the ghosties at where are we again <laughs> the golden fleece not the ancient ram there's the sheep everywhere in England <laughs> you'd think it was New Zealand all right so the first one that you mentioned was Lady Alice Peckett yes the mayor of New York and New New York Mayor of York. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, now, she's quite often seen wandering around through the corridors of the hotel. She's moving furniture around. She walks up and down staircases. Uh, and others have reported seeing a tall, dark lady. Is this the same person? Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Uh, there is also another report of a lady that runs through the rooms screaming. Mm. That would be slightly terrifying. It would be. Imagine if that happened in the middle of the night and we were there. We'd say, shut up, go back to sleep. <laughs> um, so that that's the report of Lady Alice Peckett. Now, apparently they owned a lot of property within that area. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I also read that she lived in the house next door. So yes. maybe she's just in there checking up. She might yes. go through all her properties there, checking that people are looking after it. That's right, yes. Um, now, there is another one here called One-Eyed Jack. Mm. And I, that when I was researching it, I'd find stories that said there were four ghosts there, five ghosts, seven ghosts, fifteen ghosts. There was a lot of different articles with a lot of different claims. And I think what's happened is some of them are doubled up or tripled up. Like I said with Lady Alice, there's three reports of ghosts, which I think would all be her. Right. And I think the same is happening with One-Eyed Jack, who is often seen wearing a 16th, 17th century red coat, carrying a pistol. Now, he's seen down at the bottom bar of the pu- bottom bar of the pub. Um, he's seen pacing up and down. And it's said that dogs get very agitated in that area and will just sort of stare in the corner and growl for no apparent reason. There and, are other people... And yes, you are allowed to take animals into the pubs. In so many 
places in England. Because yes. we watch Sherpa. And Sherpa goes everywhere with Jamie. I just love it. Uh, yeah, so the other report that people have had in this area is feeling very lightheaded and dizzy. Uh, and that they feel like they're being strangled. Now, interestingly enough, it is said that the ex-landlord hanged himself in that room. Mm -hmm. Now, as you were saying, trying to steal my thunder, I was building up the tension there. Uh, There is supposedly a hook that is still there from where the landlord took his own life. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's underneath a false ceiling. And the other visitors have also reported a very strange coldness that spread from their legs to all over their body. Now, did you know that a couple of years ago there was a newspaper article in uh, The Mirror in England mm-hmm. where a photograph, famous photograph, uh, was shown of that area of the pub Ooh. and you can actually see a dark shadow behind the bar. It's oh. quite visible. And they believe that that dark shadow is standing right at the spot where that hook is supposed to be. So they believe that it's the landlord showing himself. Oh, wow. Yes, I'm going to put that up on um, the uh, True Hauntings Facebook page. Oh, I'd love to see that. Yes. Uh, Now, apparently there is also the report of a grumpy old man. Just one? I didn't didn't know that my husband had been over there. Love you, darling. Um, so, yes, he is regularly seen in the bottom bar. It seems to be a very popular place, the bottom bar. Is mm-hmm. that a bit like Hooters? No? <laughs> Don't know. Where the bottoms are hanging out? No. Um, the grumpy man seems to like hanging out there. He just sits at the bar. And you would actually think that he is a living person. He tends to angrily glare at people. Uh, if you go up to him, he swears at you, says some cuss words and vanishes but leaves behind a sense of dread. Oh, wow. That's cool. He's also known to push customers out of their seats from time to time. Would have nothing to do with the wonky seats and maybe a bevy or few too many. Bevy or too too many. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Uh, And look, I, I wonder when that place is full and it's noisy because there's no reason why some of the ghosts aren't there during the day. Absolutely none. How would you know? How would you know if they're solid? Yes. Like even when it's like super busy. Yes. That person sitting at the bar that you can't get to the bar because there's, there's so many people there. Yeah. They could be a ghost and it, you don't know. That's right. That's right. And then all of a sudden they're gone. They go, oh, they must have gone to the toilet finally. Mm-hmm. So I can go and get a drink now. Um, there is also the story of a young boy that has seen there. Now, he's supposed to be quite harmless, but he's also a little bit of a prankster. So there was a story about a young boy being trampled to death by a horse while he was playing out in the front of the pub. Now, he doesn't interact with the the people, living people very often, uh, but he does like to pull pranks. And when that happens, you can actually hear giggling. Uh, There is... Uh, another story associated with this little boy is that he likes to pick people's pockets. Oh. I don't think that's the little boy. <laughs> I think in a very crowded pub, 
Uh, it's and England is quite well known for its pickpockets. You are warned quite often to keep your wallets and purses in places that they can't get to. Um, I think that's a very good excuse to blame a ghost for that, and I don't think it is a ghost. Uh, what else do we have here? Oh, did you know that the basement, um, the the cellar, was actually used to store dead bodies. Yes. Uh, and they it was people that were executed, I think. Oh, and they okay. were stored there until their relatives came to collect them. Mm-hmm. There's no actual ghost stories associated with that, but uh, it's just an interesting little fact. Mm-hmm. Uh, Roman soldiers. See, my husband was there. Roman, you were there. Uh, now, York is famous for mm-hmm. the uh, apparitions of Roman soldiers. There was another location because we did the York Walking Ghost Tour. Yes. And they said that building over there is the where the famous ones could see uh, the Roman soldiers that were marching along and you could only see them from the knees up. Yes. And the reason for that, Renata, was? Uh, that uh, the well, the foundations and everything of that particular building were raised. Uh, and so the original road was lower. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so when they put the new building on top... Um, they change things, but the apparitions were still walking along that old road. Yeah. Oh, I would so love to see that. Oh, want to have that. How do I pay my 10 quid to get to see that? <laughs> uh, so many people have seen Roman soldiers in full armour marching through the inn cellar until disappearing through the walls. They don't acknowledge the living, uh, but it's probably just residual. Yes. Yeah. I uh, don't care if it's residual I still or not. I want to see it. I want to see it. There is also an invisible dog. Ah. Yes, an invisible dog. This came from Samurai Dave, Samurai Dave's story, which was where the sound uh, the soundscape yeah. came from. Mm-hmm. Uh, so apparently there are some people that feel something brushing up against their legs when they're having a drink, and they reach down to you know, pat the the dog because they actually do have a living dog there mm-hmm. pat the dog to say hello to it but there's nothing there uh now the dog that does live there apparently has a rather nervous disposition <laughs> and barks at everything and anything and it's quite timid and frightened uh so obviously it has some sort of gift to be able to sense the other side and mm-hmm. it's it's a bit neurotic mm-hmm. so anyway the poor old thing um probably wondering why the owners as dave says here why don't the owners get the hell out of this place it's full of ghostly ghosts or ghastly ghosts um now oh i've got this one here as well the canadian airman yes what's the story about that that's just odd and there is actually a name associated with this in 1945, there was an airman by the name of Jeff Monroe that stayed at the Golden Fleece. So uh, he appears to guests up on the third floor in the middle of the night. Not in the middle because there's only one room up there. Uh, so he pe- appears there in the middle of the night wearing full military uniform. He doesn't speak. He just stands there in the dark gazing down at them. Oh. That would be slightly awkward. That would be. Now, he fell to his death from one of the upper windows during World War Two. Uh, they don't know whether he took his own life or whether he may have had one or two many bevies and fell out or whether he was pushed out. Mm. So it's unsure, but that we do know that he is seen up there and and people will quite often feel an icy 
touch mm. being woken up from their sleep. Don't wake me up from my sleep. I won't be very appreciative. Uh, there was some stories. Oh, most haunted went there. Oh yes. Um, what, when was it? Two thousand fifteen. Yeah, I I did. I th- maybe it's twice. I thought it was earlier because Derek Cora was still with the with them on the episode I watched. I did try to watch it, and I I gave up when Derek came on. Oh, Derek, I'm sorry. So Derek came on. He's going, there's a man that died in the building, not in this room. He wore a medallion on his chest, so he was a man of standing. Sam, Sam, what was that, Sam? Yes, right, Sam. Yes, Sam. Right, okay. Apparently he died in his sleep, and people hear him calling out a name. And, of course, that's obviously the mayor. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. it's just a little bit too convenient. Uh, there's other stories there about bedclothes being removed, clothes being taken off the rail and thrown onto the floor. The sound of footsteps are frequently heard in the passageways and a Lady Peckett's dining room. During the ghost hunt of 2002, uh, we're off Most Haunted, by the way, now, Mm -hmm. Um, uh, 2002, a number of people, including a sceptic at the time, saw a man walking through the wall of the front of the bar, dressed in 17th century clothes. He walked uh, out of a wall adjoining Herbert's house across the corridor to the Shambles Bar. The most chilling aspect of the sighting was that the ghost paused as he crossed the corridor and looked straight at the ghost hunters and saw them. Oh, that's awesome. That's like, I've actually got goosebumps. Oh, uh, the poor staff that work there. Mm. Apparently, they get asked questions like this, and I thought you'd appreciate this. Um, at what time do the ghosts appear? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yes. Does the price guarantee seeing a ghost? Oh no! Do they really say that? Yep. Yep. This is apparently two of the most popular questions that are asked the poor staff um there's the minster's room the minster's room apparently the bed moves the bathroom door slams as if someone's pushed it and there's a baby crying Mm -hmm. and in saint catherine's room there is a tall woman in black seen near the back door that would be mrs peckett that would be mrs peckett i reckon this is where i reckon we've got doubles up of ghosts now I have been to one of my favourite resources. And, oh, TripAdvisor. TripAdvisor. <laughs> I've been to TripAdvisor. Yeah, they're a bit. They slaughtered the place in some of these things. And I mean, oh. you've got to you've got to understand. You're going into a place that's 500 years old. And this is what I, I said at the beginning. For people like us that like things a little bit quirky, you look at those things and you go, "This is just adding to the atmosphere." But if you're a bit like Lardy Da, just don't go there. Yeah. Don't go there. Go somewhere that's five star. Yeah. Eat your you know, your bowl of mushrooms, whatever it is, your, your yeah, escargot or whatever it is. <laughs> Enjoy yourself. Caviar. Yeah, do that somewhere else. Do not go here and do not leave a bad review because this place has character for the right people. And well, we are those people. Yeah, I, I have to admit that I saw review after review after review saying, I saw no ghosts, but... It was just, anyway, I I dug this one out because this one tickled my fancy. Mm -hmm. Um, This was reviewed in 29th of September, 2021. And the heading was, service scarily bad, also no ghosts. 
And I'll read you the review. Oh, I'm looking at it right now. Go ahead, we came here because we heard it was supposed to be a haunted pub. I expected a spooky vibe. However, it seemed they don't actually care about running with the theme because hearing Beyonce blasting out over the speakers didn't exactly fit with what I was expecting. Oh, dear. Such a shame because I'm sure the pub at one time had a really good vibe, but now they might as well drop that angle altogether. Even worse, we went for my birthday. And they sold my vegan friend nachos, which had real <laughs> cheese and sour cream instead of vegan oh, mayo. no. When questioned, the staff oh. argued and insisted that it was vegan cheese and that actually all of the cheese in the pub was vegan as it's so good you can't tell the difference. Eventually, after kicking, after much kicking off, they admitted that they were in fact incorrect and... Uh, and had dumped real cheese all over her nachos because they had run out of the dairy cheese. I think that was meant to be dairy-free cheese. I will add, the nachos didn't even state that they came with cheese. What sort of person is this? Nachos comes with cheese! Oh, dear. The whole thing was absolutely disgusting. Staff didn't care about the implications of serving dairy when someone has specifically requested dairy-free meal. I mean, my husband does have allergies, so I do understand that that is an issue. Mm -hmm. um, normally, if it is an allergy, you would state to them, no dairy, I have an allergy, because mm -hmm. it's so super important. Mm. Um, I also think when spending so long arguing with the customer, just replace the meal. Wouldn't bother going. No ghosts, terrible service and a terrible atmosphere. Dear, oh dear. But, yeah, sorry, you are going to say something? When you walk into a place that is so chock-a-block full that you literally have to stand for a minute at a time to get past some people to get to the bar um, or to find a seat, and if you are expecting to see a ghost in that sort of atmosphere, you would be wrong. Don't do it. Yeah. Don't do it. Um, and you or if you want that experience, pay the money to book the place out for yourself. Yes. Don't turn up to a place that is a pub that is licensed to sell alcohol and food and play music and have a fun time. And that's how they make their money and survive. Yeah, they're not going to make it by um, having a, a ghost hunter or two turn up occasionally. Uh, it's a pub. Yes, it is. So... Uh, and look, honestly, we have this happen with our ghost hunting tours all the time. Mm -hmm. People turn up. It's a group of 30. They're expecting to have quiet time by themselves to investigate. If that's what you want, then you need to look at our Paranormal Teams Night, which we're offering um, over Easter, where you can book a your team to be in a location all by themselves. So anyway, that's a little bit of a plug. Um, oh, speaking of which, if you do enjoy our storytelling, make sure you choose check out our new offering on YouTube, which is Seriously, Seriously weird. weird. So we're finding real stories that people have experienced with ghosts and weird stuff, and we're, we're reading it on YouTube, and um, uh, yeah, I, I'm really happy with the first episode. There'll probably be about three or four by the time you guys hear this one, but speaking of which... Mm -hmm. I have got some eyewitness accounts oh, that good. I would like to share with you. Now, this is back from 2011, and this is about a ghost hunt at the Golden Fleece. So, 
On a ghost hunt to the Golden Fleece in the city of York in the UK, this Tudor-fronted public house is reputed to be one of the oldest inns. I'm going to skip over all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's got the reputation for being haunted, eerie spectres, the talk about what they witnessed. But what we witnessed in one of the bedrooms literally, sh- literally shook us all to the core. There is reputed to be a, man- a malevolent spirit called John. Now, I didn't see anything about John anywhere, but he's considered to be quite aggressive and even threatening to women who participate in glass divination when communicating with him. Oops. Oh, oh yes, you're thinking what I'm thinking, aren't you? <laughs> oh, I we're think defi- that's a challenge. That's a challenge. We're going to take our glass and we're going to talk to bloody John. Um, it, it's the two old ladies will scare him. Incidents of words, death or kill, have been spelt on the Ouija board when in contact with this spectral culprit who is said to frighten even the most hardened of ghost hunters. A group of us were sat in the alleged bedroom of John's calling out for some paranormal activity. We know that call, don't we? Yeah. Come on, spirit. Give us a sign. <laughs> when unexpectedly a noise was heard from behind us, as we all turned around, we noticed that a coat hanger was now on the floor. Oh. Mm. And the remaining coat hangers were swinging violently to and fro in a manner very similar to a pendulum. I have never witnessed before. There is no one even in close proximity to the wardrobe that could have moved or banged the wardrobe. However, we could not even reason how the coat hanger had landed on the floor as if it was not there when we initially, and I'm reading that as it's written here, uh, initially walked into the room prior to starting the vigil and all of us in the group had heard the coat hanger hit the floor as well. Oh, that's awesome. In the midst of all the chaos, we could still hear the coat hangers moving in the wardrobe too. Needless to say, there was a lot of screaming in the room. They're screaming over the coat hangers. Mm-hmm. I'm excited about the coat hanger, but I don't think I'd scream about it. Uh, the screaming in our room by our shocked ghost hunters. Some of them left the room vowing to never return to the room. Some of us carried on with the vigil asking John for more signs of his fearsome presence. Come on, John, give us a sign. The K2 meters spiked on request as well when we asked John to do so. However, nothing could match the ferocity of the coat hangers. Be- <laughs> <laughs> the coat hangers of death. <laughs> on reflection, there was no way the coat hanger could have been oh, thrown no. by us, any of us oh. during the vigil. And the way the remainder moved... Left us knowingly that only unseen hands could have done this, and the legend of John Peckett now had another chapter to add of his power and aggression. Oh, lordy. The power of John Peckett and his coat hangers. (laughs) Oh, moved. Oh, dear. Right. (sighs) Okay. There is another one. It's probably a little bit longer. Do we have time? Oh, do you know what? I might read this one out for our, our Grand Poobah Patreons and okay. we'll leave this as a surprise for them. We do have another story because we have actually sort of hit the hour there, so yep. we need to wind it up. But, Renata, what makes this place so haunted? Oh, 500 years of history. Yeah. It's in the middle of York where everything happened. The plague, the Romans, uh, Romans. wars, um, 
years and years and years of um, trading mm. on one spot. Yep. Um, there were probably dastardly deeds that happened yeah, there. It's a public place where people were consuming alcohol. That's right. There would have been lots of emotion in there. Mm-hmm. There would have been fights. There would have been and love affairs. Scuffles. Dead oh. bodies in the cellar. Yeah. All of that stuff which layer goes... upon layer. Yep. Goes into making so much residual energy in there. It's a throbbing oh. heart oh, no, of, no. Of, oh. of hauntedness oh. within the centre of York and we want to be there. I want to go back and throb some more. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see those coat hangers move. I do too. Uh, we're going to call on John. John the mayor who likes to now throw coat hangers in the afterlife. But look guys, is it a true haunting, Renata? I oh, look, I reckon there's stuff there. Oh, there's got to be stuff there. Absolutely. The, the uh, demon coat hanger ghost is definitely there. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to say there would have to be something there, even mm-hmm. if it's residual. Yeah. Um, but we, I think we're going to try and fit it into our schedule and go back. But that brings us to the end of this week's episode. Hope you've enjoyed it. You guys know what to do. Share it with a friend. Let's bring more people to our community. And don't forget to check out with the, the uh, Magic Mind, the... Uh, um, the code True Hauntings to make your mind glisten and sparkle just mm-hmm. like ours. Uh, it will be on the f- on on all of our Facebook pages. Yep, we'll, we'll put the links up. Yep, so you'll find the links there. Yeah, but in the meantime, guys, be frightfully good. And she's thinking, what is it? I can't remember. Stay spooky. No, we're not supposed to say not, that. Not saying stay spooky anymore. Uh, see you on the dark side. See you on the dark side. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of True Hauntings. If you like the show, give us a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening right now. For more on Anne and Renata, follow at Anne and Renata on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Or visit their website, www.anneandrenata.com. That night, I stayed at a hostel in a dormitory room that was not haunted except for all the too real presence of foot odour. That night, I had a dream about... (laughs) Our apologies for that, Bonnie. Somebody wasn't expecting that. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.